All right, guys, we're back for hey, 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 hey. session of revelations. Shalom. Good day. Because we wanted to start there for the school. It's coast to coast with the Holy Ghost, right? That's yeah. Right. Speaking of ghosts, I saw a TikTok today just to start off on a funny note. And it was a, it was the guy bought this can. It said ghost in a can. I sent, I think I sent you the video, Nate. Specifically, I sent it to Brandon as well. <laughs> But it basically is like a ga- it's like a gag joke, but it, it's got directions and warnings not to open the can because the ghost will be released into your home and all that stuff. And of course, the guy opens it, but I'm not going to ruin it. I have to go watch it. I'm not going to ruin it. No, I'm not going to ruin it. All the people in YouTube are going to go tell me. <laughs> so, Nicholas, you want to give a recap? Uh, we got Mary here too. Hey, Mary. Mary. Hi. Last time we did Revelations chapters 7 through 10. Yeah. Yeah, we did four of them instead of three. Look at that. Yeah, we had a little time, so we did the 10th one. Yeah. Trying to get through it. Interesting stuff, too. It is. Lots of questions, lots of answers, lots of scary More questions. questions. It's, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we're just going to take a minute. You can pray to however you like to. I like to pray to have... God help us understand what we're reading and be with us in this reading. So let's just take a minute and everybody pray to themselves. Amen. Amen. All right. So before we get into the chapters, I forgot, Nick, um, I do. I did mention it earlier. I want to go ahead and, and just read some of this, uh, this little book that I, that I was given to by okay. my wife. Um, Mary, this will be the first time for you. Uh, me and Nick were talking about it earlier. But with Revelation, there's a lot of prophecy and prediction and assumption, maybe. And then a lot of uh, translating and understanding or lack of understanding of trying to figure out what it means and what it's going to happen, who's going to be involved and how it's going to affect me and everybody I love, that kind of thing. My wife found me this book. Um, it's very small. It's about hundred pages, pocket size. The author's name is Ray Comfort, C-O-M-F-O-R-T. And it's titled Scientific Facts in the Bible, a hundred reasons to believe the Bible is, is supernatural in origin. So these are a dozen chapters or so that uh, separates different parts of, you know, aspects or rather of the Bible and how it's connected to science and, and how, what has been proven so far um, in the Bible as a prediction from either Christ or a prophet or God himself, those types of things. It covers things like science in the Bible um, medical science in the Bible, science in Genesis, biology in the Bible. And the one that really stuck out to me, which is I want to cover real quick, is chapter 7, the Bible's 100% accurate prophecies. What was the guy's name again? Sorry. Ray Comfort, as in to comfort your loved ones. That's right. We'll put this little book in the description. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cheap. I mean, my wife got lucky and found it at actually CVS for a dollar fifty or something like that. But on the sticker it says six ninety nine. Nick, you said you found it for eight bucks, something like that. So 
if, if you like both science and uh, religion discussion, I think this will be an interesting quick read. You could be done with this in probably three or four hours yeah. at the most, unless you like me <clears throat> stop and look things up on Google. Um, but basically, this first little sub category in this chapter is entitled Signs of the Times Verify the Bible. So certain things, um, I'm sorry, I got planes, trains, and automobiles in my background. I live out in the country, and normally it's kind of quiet, but I apologize. Anyway, um, so some of the things that says, so there will be false Christ, I'm sorry, false Christ, except multiple, wars and rumors of wars, nation rising against nation, famines, disease, pestilence, false prophets who will deceive many, uh, lawlessness, the gospel will be preached in all the world. So that's not really a negative. It's just kind of a prediction that is actually occurring. There will be earthquakes in various places, signs from heaven, uh, the persecution against Christians in all nations also happening. I don't know about all nations, but it's getting there. Men's hearts will fail them for fear of the future. They will be selfish, materialistic, arrogant, proud. Um, there will be blasphemy, cold-heartedness, intemperance, brutality, rebellious youth, hatred of those who stand up for righteousness, godliness, pleasure-seeking, and much hypocrisy. False Biber, bi Biber, Bible-seeking, I mean, I'm sorry, Bible teachers will have many followers, be money-hungry, and slander the Christian faith. There's more to it to this, and, and, and I know... You know, we could get into it a little more, but I'm gonna stop there. One more thing I want to say is that Jesus also Jesus warned that the sign to look for um, was the repossession of Jerusalem of Jerusalem by the Jews. That actually happened in 1967. So bringing into culmination all the signs of the times, and these can be found in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, First Timothy 4. And Second Timothy three, so all of that was predicted two thousand years ago. So it's this whole book is is connecting science and probability. There's a lot of odds that these things occurred, multiple things occurred to back up and give proof and actual um, fact to the Bible. Okay, uh, just like you would go, I don't know, maybe even read a, a, a math book on how to get through a math problem, like algebra. It's fact. That's how much fact it is because it's been multiple things have happened to prove, hey, this is the Bible was telling it like it is, like yeah. it was going to happen. Anyway, it's pretty cool little read. I just want to bring it up. Uh, not a sponsor. He is not a sponsor, but you know, hey, it's cool. Um, I've only read two or three chapters of this total. I got to finish it. I haven't by a lot of time. So most of what you said sounds like what's going on today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's I think that's the only chapter that really delves into the. Um, prophecies of everything. Uh, the rest of it definitely connects science to the Bible. Um, those few chapters that I mentioned and in some. So check it out. I mean, I think you can get it on audiobook and paperback and all that good stuff. So, all right. Revelations chapter 11. Chapter 11. In the last days, two prophets will be slain in Jerusalem. After three and a half days, they will be resurrected. Christ will reign over all the earth. 
And there was given me a reed, like unto a rod. And the angel stood, saying, Rise, and measure the temple of God, and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple leave out, and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city shall they tread under foot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees, and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth, and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters, to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues, as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people, and kindreds, and tongues, and nations, shall see their dead bodies three days and an half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And after three days and an half, the Spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven, saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell. And in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted, and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign for ever and ever. And the four and twenty elders, which sat before God on their seats, fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings, and voices, and thunderings, and an earthquake, and great hail. So, yeah. That was interesting so far. 
we're gonna we're gonna keep going unless anybody mm-hmm. has anything they want to you know recover about chapter 11 pretty straightforward to me yeah chapter 12 john sees the imminent apostasy of the church he also sees the war in heaven in the beginning when satan was cast out he sees the continuation of that war on earth and there appeared a great wonder in heaven a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of twelve stars and she being with child cried travailing in birth and pained to be delivered and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born and she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up unto god and to his throne and the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation, and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea! For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth, and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm. Seven-headed, ten-horned dragon. My brain, my OCD brain just doesn't like that. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough. You sit there and you read that, and you you're trying to imagine. It's all 
it's, it's, it makes you kind of wonder what's going through John's head. You know what I mean? Yeah. I watched something once and they were talking about revelations and they're trying to explain what they were meaning by the crowns and the seven heads and all that. That's a good opportunity for those that are watching or listening. <clears throat> all two and a half of you. Let us know if you know what these mean, these things mean, you know, I mean, we can go look it up, but we don't do that here. We just, we play it and we talk about it based on what we feel, you know, let us know if you know. Be nice in the comments. More if it gets to the point of what this, who this baby is she's having is supposed to be a leader of nations. Well, like uh, the lovely Miss Mary said off air earlier, we might find out in the next time. We may. Chapter 13, please. Chapter 13. John sees fierce-looking beasts that represent degenerate earthly kingdoms controlled by Satan. The devil works miracles and deceives men. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, and his seat, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name <coughs> and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, 
that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. So I may have mentioned, I think I might have last the last time we were together, um, about the cell phone thing. Yeah. I don't know if it was, yeah. yeah. That, that just popped in my head again when he was talking about that. And I don't know, Nick, Mary, maybe I'm wrong, but 18 starts out right after that. Here is wisdom. So wisdom can be, you know, information can be both good and bad. And having a lot of information can be both good or bad. Um, knowledge is power. So we all, I mean, look at 30 years ago. That's really when cell phones really started coming out, right? 30, 20 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I was actually working in that industry in, two, in 99 and 2000. And we all remember the Nokia and the Ericsson phones were like the thing after a bag phone. We're all old enough to know that, right? <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. Anyway, um, nowadays, and back then you had capability of calling and, and texting, and that was pretty much it. Now, I mean, you're carrying around a super powerful mini computer, and you have access to all this information, and it, it makes you both wiser and way more exposed to some of the things that this uh, book by Ray Comfort was talking about, you know, being uh, distorted with information. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know what I mean? Like you get too much information, you, you get fall too much into like TikTok, for example. 80% of my FYP is interesting stuff and it's not bad. It's not, you know, it's either political or funny stuff. The other 20 or so percent, it's it's raunchy. It's um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh unchristian like. Things like that. That being said, the mark in the hand, right hand, the mark on the forehead, or the forehead, to me, could indicate that the cell phone is that vessel for the exposure to um, antichrist-like uh, information influences. So, anyway, that's all I want to say about that. Anybody else? Well, since you mentioned it. Um, Earlier this morning, I think it was around five o'clock, um, I noticed something on Facebook um, and she's related to me by marriage, but uh, a friend posted, if you watch HGTV too long, you'll become dissatisfied with your home. If you stay on social media too long, you'll become dissatisfied with your life. If you watch the news too long, you'll become dissatisfied with the world. Unplug, pray, read the Bible, spend time with loved ones, take a walk. Our minds are easily influenced, but we control what the influences are. Choose wisely. And I thought of that 
as you were saying what you were saying. Very true. Yeah, I, I can agree with what she said. I can agree, but I don't live it. I'll be you honest. Apparently. I, I, I used to run at least two miles a day from the latter part of 2015 well into 2017. And I loved that time because I just slapping the feet on the pavement gave me time to think and reflect. And I had, I, see, I felt like I had such a better day by just thinking about what happened prior to that moment and then what's coming up for the day, the week. I had time to think about it. And the whole time, a lot of like- it was spiritual as well you know i was like what am i doing in my life what what i was actually more active in church while i was clearing my mind that way you said taking a walk that's what i kind of picked up on right. get out get away that's from like your meditation time exactly it yeah. was it's it's Reflection. peaceful I, yeah i've gained some weight i need to get back out there and 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 take your advice but yeah pretty cool I kind of want to mention, not to take away from what the most important things are that's said in here, but something that throughout the Bible I always think about, and I'm always wondering how it really ties. And that's the numbers they talk about. Like, 42 is mentioned so many times. Like, seven. Yeah. Like, there's specific numbers. Yeah. It seems like it's always over and over again. Yep. Weird. We're going to keep saying them, too. This is This is the last book of the the New Testament, which chronologically is, is after the Old Testament. So we're going to go back to the beginning. You know, we, we took that <laughs> that play out of that playbook of reading the, the last chapter first in the book and going back to the beginning for a purpose. Yeah. But I'm sure we're going to see those numbers throughout the entire Bible. Oh, yeah. And it's, 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 it's kind of like what we were talking about off the air, the, all the begots and all that stuff, the, the genealogy of the players in the Bible, it, it, I think it resonates with you every time. It's repetitious. You know, things are mentioned in the Bible over and over and over and over and over again. Threes and, and sevens and yeah. 40 days right. and 40 nights. And yes, yes. And it's not just numbers. It's, it's people or events too, or lessons, right? Things that we need to know. And I think, I think God in all his love and understanding really new humanity and that we're not generally can, across the board the most absorbing of species <laughs> when it comes to information so repetition is the best way for us to really remember it i think so chapter 14 chapter 14 chapter 14 the lamb will stand upon mount zion the gospel will be restored in the last days by angelic ministry the Son of Man will harvest the earth. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Sion, and with him an hundred forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts, and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. 
these were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, and kindred, and tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven, and earth, and the sea, and the fountains of waters. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse bridles, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Hmm. That's about 180 miles, by the way. Oh. I think it's interesting to go back to the 144,000 where it talks about how these are those who did not defile themselves with women for they remained virgins. They followed the lamb wherever he goes. 
they were purchased from among mankind and offered as first fruits to God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths and they are blameless. That kind of takes me back to, I don't remember if I was the one that made the comment or if somebody else made the comment and I kind of agreed to it. I feel like this 144,000, to me, this is like innocent, like babes, you know, child, childlike. Is it saying that they're all going to be male? The only thing that makes me ask that is the. Well, it says they did not defile themselves with women. Yeah. But. I mean, being with a woman is not limited to being a man. I get that. But. I, I, a couple of chapters ago, we all had this discussion about the 144 and, and my guess, my assumption would be that it would be uh, people of saintly lives, you know, those that were chosen because of their, their actions and, and hearts and, and how, how not necessarily pure, but how steadfast they were to be uh, a part of that group. Right. Now, it, it's a little more confusing because it does make sense what you're saying, Mary, that these might be children because they say children shall set, set you free. I, I don't know. But maybe that well, comes from God or Jesus taught us. And we'll go over this later when we get into the New Testament again. Um, but. Jesus told us to become like, like little children. children. Yeah. 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 Thinking that same thing. So uh, does it mean that they were children or childlike? Are they male? I, 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 I don't know that I have answers to those questions. Well, and, and I mean, it's, it's being, it's being a virgin virgin more of a, uh, maybe an analogy, not really an analogy, but a cryptic, to use Nick's word, way of saying virgin of, of information, virgin of um, perversion, right? Allowing the things of the earth to pervert you in your thoughts. And, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's not so much a physical thing. And maybe because, maybe that's a reference to Adam and Eve. Well, but it does also say, and I'm not trying to argue, but it does also say that they did not defile themselves with women. They remained virgins. So to me, that part is it literal? Doesn't seem so cryptic. Like I don't know but that it means so that it so it may limit it to. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying by any means that I think there are 144,000 that are going to go to heaven. But I'm just reiterating the fact that there could be 144,000 that were virgins or, you know, children, or maybe they're not warriors because he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Maybe they're, you know, warriors of christ maybe they're they're faith bearers yeah exactly yeah exactly my mom my mom growing up she's always had an opinion of we're gonna win you know christians are gonna win by our faith not by the sword right basically what i'm saying 
you know, we're going to, our steadfast belief and faith in God and obedience to him is what's going to prevail. Um, and, 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 and something else that was said earlier in describing the beast and how he was wroth with anger. And, and I can imagine somebody that's just been defeated, like somebody that just, just lives off of competition and contention, you know, somebody like Satan. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just, just, just rolling around the ground and just not getting that he's losing. He knows he's going to lose, but he won't accept it. And I can just imagine that and, and that, and that, um, that verse, the way it's saying, it's kind of a vivid picture when I saw it, but um, that, that gives me hope. You know, God has given us hope in this book saying, all you have to do is come to my side. All you have to do is, is be humble. There are people I grew up with in my denomination that I can, I can tell you right now, they, they've always been childlike. They're always so excited and so humble just to know the gospel. They act like children. They act yeah. their, their, their attitudes are, it is in every denomination, not just mine. You find them in the church. They're, they're honestly sincere about the gospel. They're not the people that sit in the back pew and talk about other Christians. They're not the people that, you know, live a certain way at, in, in the congregation and, and in church. And then they go home and they're totally, you know what I'm saying? Right. They're not that they're, you know, that they're genuine. They're not out clubbing on Saturday night and then showing up yes. Sunday morning with a hangover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> it's really interesting. To, and I'm, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not one of those people. I mean, I have, you know, done the club and I've gone out, I've drank, I've, you know, all that I have sinned. Right. So, and I probably will again. I mean, that's just part of life. That's, that's the We've plan. We've all sinned and come short of the glory. Of yeah. God. And, and I, that's, that, I don't judge anybody for that, but I digress. Um, but this is, this is interesting because I'm confused. I'm more confused now than I was in four, five, six, seven. <laughs> about what I think that it, and again, somebody is watching this or, or listening or whatever y'all can. Well, it is 140,000 is this. Okay, cool. It's meaning this, but then somebody else is going to say something different to me later down the road that it's this. So, Hey, you know, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. I'll knock out one more. 15. Chapter 15. Exalted saints praise God in celestial glory forever. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, and behold, 
the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven, was opened, and the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials, full of the wrath of God, who liveth for ever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God, and from His power. And no man was able to enter into the temple, till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. So we have plagues from the horsemen, and now we have more plagues from the angels. There's going to be lots of plagues. Fairs? Mary? Reflection time. Well, can it be kind of like a silly reflection? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, when we were reading about the dragon before you before the chapter even stopped i kind of chuckled to myself because i was like ferris is gonna hate this part <laughs> well because of the the number of yes of heads and horns <laughs> yes so yeah, I, I was thinking in my head i don't know if you've ever seen percy jackson or not have you ever have. seen that movie okay I have, yes so I don't remember what the monster thing was um, that was in Nashville, but he, Percy cuts off one of the heads and he thinks he's doing a great thing. And then the girl in the movie's like, no, when you cut off one head, two heads come back. Hydra. Right. Exactly. That. Yeah. Yes. That. Thank you. So I thought about it. <laughs> while we were reading and i was really trying to pay attention to what we were reading and listening to um but i did think about it a little bit and i was like i wonder if it would help if ferris could picture it as like there's this one main head you know like there's if there's seven heads if one is like a larger head in the middle and it has horns like you know a buck has you know different horns like you know when you kill a deer yeah are you following <laughs> Mary, me yeah no Mary, there's no way that math works okay it just i'm doesn't. just saying maybe <laughs> maybe all the horns are on <laughs> one head and the crowns are on each of the seven heads that's possible yeah i, I just thought maybe in your brain it would make so things a little horns. less so so we're talking about a 10 point buck Right. Head. Okay, I got you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that makes it easier for your that, brain, that actually does. Yeah. Thank does you. Help. Thank you. I can I can go to counseling next week and and check check that off of my worry list. Because <laughs> uh, I was it honestly, this is I, I saw that. And I know we're getting off base here, but people, this is what we do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I thought about the seven heads and the ten horns. I'm like, okay, if I if it was a hydra. I could cut the seventh one, it would double, then it would be eight. Then I could cut another one, and it would be nine. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make it even where each one had a horn. Right. I like, That's too much right. work. I like your way better. I, I, I'm not <laughs> saying that that's the right way or that that's what John saw. I have no idea how. We, it, we know that we sound like idiots right now, people, and that's okay. 
well, those of you listening. And we, this for is the people do. who are listening, we are, the three of us are very good friends and we do know each other very well. And we talk to each other on a pretty regular basis. So I knew that that was going to bug Ferris before Ferris even said that it bugged him. <laughs> the rabbit hole runneth deepest. <laughs> so I, while I was trying to pay attention, I was also trying to problem solve for my friend in my brain. Mm. So, <laughs> and now we're both in pain. So, <laughs> four more down. That's interesting. I mean, I, I we're, we're getting. I had a feeling that we were going to become more confused with Revelation. Yeah. Um, as it went on, because let's face it, it's. I think it's meant to. Tickle the imaginary and the senses of the assumptions of man to try to, I mean, what would be the point in, in, in God telling us everything we would all literally what's going to happen. Yeah. That basically would, would have given Satan his win because that's what he wanted to do. Make, make, tell us what to do, make us do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand the plan. It's about free agency. It's about earning that right. I wonder if Revelations is kind of like when Jesus tells us parables and nobody understands. He says, I tell them in parables because if you're somebody who like will believe in me and all that, you'll understand it. If you're not, you're not going to get it. Right? Yep. So I, I think of... Um, this is a story out of the Book of Mormon, actually. First uh, Nephi. And there's four brothers and Nick, I, Mary, I think I've told y'all some of this, but basically God is telling these brothers father to do things, do some things. If you've ever read the book, Mormon, you know what I'm talking about, but if you haven't, it's basically, it's like the Bible as far as how it's written, how it's read, things like that. But it's saying, okay, God has sent us to do something. And two of the older, bro- the older two brothers were like, they, they're getting the information directly. You know, they're God fearing, but they're, they're not really in it. They're not really um, behind them to do it. Right. They're not really in the corner of those that understand and will do what God bids no matter what. And it's almost like what you're saying, like we, what Jesus said, I I give you parables because if you have faith, you're going to do it no matter what you're going to follow that faith. Right. If I tell you what to do, it makes your job easy. It makes it easier for you, and you're not going to really work for it. That's kind of where I am. You know, I raise my kids that way. It's I don't tell them everything. <clears throat> Dare I say, I even lie to them sometimes so that they can learn for themselves. You know, what was that? Um, give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. Right. And that's kind of what Jesus and God is doing in, in this book, I believe. Um, especially with, with revelation, <clears throat> right? Mary said a lot of the other, um, a lot of the rest of scripture is, is straightforward. It's telling you, you know, thou shalt not this like the 10 commandment, like one of the commandments, you know, here is, here's is Abraham and Isaac, Isaac's on the altar. Abraham's about to kill Isaac. And then boom, God says, wait, Okay. I, you have faith. I, I, I know you do now. That was a test. 
That's pretty straightforward. That's right. saying to us, the descendants of of all of our ancestors, and you know, the, the prophets and everything in the Bible. I'm rambling a lot. Anyway, you get what I'm saying? It tells us what to do and what not to do. Right. Have faith. Have faith. If this man can almost kill his own child, he's got for the love faith. and faith. Yeah. Makes it really hard. I watched, uh, uh, I forget what it's called. It's on Netflix. Um, uh, crap. It's about uh, uh, back in 19, 2019. Y'all may have remembered the woman up in Idaho. Um, I remember the guy's name. It was uh, Chad Daybell. And I can't remember the, the lady's name. Anyway, she actually killed two of her kids in the name of God. Hmm. You know, like, like basically, to this point, the documentary didn't really say, she never actually said exactly why she did it or had it done, I guess. I don't really know if she did it. Or, the trial is still going on. They haven't um, really finished, I don't think. But basically, she was kind of like an, an Abraham type, you know, in her mind. She was being told to do certain things, live a certain way. And uh, she was raised in my in my denomination so i mean i don't mind talking about it people in every denomination fall off the horse yeah. you know it's not like and i think this woman actually had some has some really bad mental problems you know just read into it too much became holier than thou and, and she thought she firmly believes what she believes um it just didn't make sense to the rest of us so when you look back at abraham and that story to us in the Bible, it served a purpose. But for anybody to be around him, he might have been looked at as being nuts. You think? Right. But well, we know. I mean, think about it from okay, realistically, Sarah was 99 years old, 90 years old. I can't remember exactly how old she was. This is why when the angel appeared to them and said, you're going to have a child, she offered up, you know, uh, another woman to bear a child with Abraham. Mm -hmm. Because. What woman is of childbearing age at that point? You know what I'm saying? True. That's true. So yeah. it it would have to take a lot of faith to be able to to believe that this was actually happening. Although I do and I this is just my I don't know weird y'all may think it's horrible spin on things but i i can't remember the lady's name um she had curly frizzy hair and she drove her kids into water and then acted like they had been kidnapped i think it was like back in the 80s or 90s or something I yeah I and I remember at that point in time, like once they found out that she was the one that had driven the car 
she was the one like she's talking to the press and she's asking, please help find my babies. And she's crying crocodile tears for the media. She knows exactly where her babies are. Or well, she knows that they were drove driven into the lake. For me, the comfort that I got from that was these were innocent children. They didn't have a chance to sin. So were they maybe better off? I, and, and, and I'm not saying go murder innocent children <laughs> by any means, because nobody has the right to take another person's life. But if you're going to die an innocent child and get a one-way ticket to heaven, your eternal life is going to be so much better because you didn't have to deal with all the stuff that we have to deal with when we live longer lives here. Mm. I mean, yes, she took away their free will. She took away their choice and their opportunity to show their faith and to let their light shine. Um, was she right in doing that? No, not by any means. But to me, I can find peace and I can find comfort in knowing that they were innocent. They were children. Hmm. Hmm. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Well, this is really cool. I mean, it was very these these four were very confusing, but also there was some some uh, changes of enlightenment too. So I'm that guy that I, I don't like not knowing things. I, I want to know what that seven headed dragon is representing so bad. You don't like not knowing things and you wanted to start with the most difficult book to understand in the entire Bible. Is there anything going on today? I want to know. That was a two-part decision. (laughs) I'm probably to blame. (laughs) As I recall, Ferris was on my side to begin with and then he turned but mm, I, who doesn't like a challenge really i i support the study i i think it's good to study so i just want to understand it if anybody out there knows this stuff and you have half a clue what the dragon might mean put it down there i wonder if i could get in touch with my friend Gary from way back when and see if he could give me some kind of insight or be a guest host or something <laughs> on the was show. Be able to find him? How old was he then? Um I don't know. I'm I yeah. was in I was a junior in high school, so everybody that was like over 30 seemed old to me. Um <laughs> you remember those days. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I honestly I don't know, but mm-hmm. I I I do remember that 
when he went through the book of revelation for us as 16 and 17 year old, you know, teenage kids, he just had this way of making it make sense. And mm -hmm. so if he could make it make sense to 16 and 17 year old kids, I think it might be interesting to see if I could find him somewhere on Facebook or somewhere, maybe hunt him Wait. down and say, Hey, we need some help. All you can do is try. <laughs> we need some guidance here. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is I'm quite enjoying it. I like it. I agree. I think I would like it a lot better when we get to books that I understand a lot more. Oh, Mary. It's interesting. It's always interesting. It's just things that I don't understand and that are scary scare me. That's why we have to try to understand them. Mary, your favorite Louisianian said hi and she loves you. Nick, she told you hi. Oh. Hi, and I love her too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, well. What do you think, guys? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Don't forget to do that thing, people. You know, if you had any comments, you know, we're we're dummies, so teach us. Let us know. We want to know your perspective, your understanding of it. And then try to mush it around and see how it's fitting in with what's going on today. I'm going to throw it all in one big pot like we do down here in the south, the deep south, and just make a big Bible gumbo out of it or something and just <laughs> still be confused. Well, well, until the next one. Keep studying. Keep studying and believe and be happy and humble and be ready. All right, guys. Later. Later.